what the Spirit would say through the, the ministry of the Word. And we want to welcome Mary Borland up today to share the Word that God has laid on her heart. Mary has deep wells of faith and life inside of her, and we get to hear and share with that today. Thank you, Mary. Well, hi, everybody. <laughs> it's a real honor to talk to you today, and um, I'm just thankful for the opportunity. Um, I'm a bit nervous. My Part of me is dragging my heels. Yeah, thank you. But uh, thanks for your your grace and patience. So I, I'd like to talk about the beauty of Jesus. And uh, it's a huge subject, of course. Pretty easy in a way, because you can just start anywhere and talk about the Lord. And, and um, there's so many aspects of his beauty. So where would I begin, you know? And actually, I think I'm speaking to the choir as as they say, because you guys all love the Lord and you know his beauty and you know how to worship him. So in my short time, I, I can only really scratch the surface, right? I'll touch on a few things about the Lord. And um, it's going to be like the light shining from a many-faceted diamond, that there's infinite glories and aspects of the beauty of Jesus. And uh, I've had glimpses um, but I know that the Lord wants to show me more, and I know there's so much more I need to know and see. So I'm going to start by just telling you a bit about my own recollections, my first recollections of the glimpses of his beauty that the Lord used to draw me to himself. And um, then I, I'd like to um, just talk about some songs that the Lord used in my life to really bring to life um, specific words of the song and a real experience of, of knowing his love and his presence and his beauty in a special way. And, um, and then I want to talk about the desire Jesus has for all people to know his beauty and to know his heart. And uh, one of my deepest desires the Lord has put in my heart is that he would receive the love of the nations because he's worthy of that love, and he, he desires the love of the nations. And then at the end, I just want to invite us all to spend about five minutes just soaking and beholding the Lord ourselves and just taking a, a few moments to do that at the end. Interesting, we were talking about, um, you know, mainline churches. When I grew up, uh, I was in a mainline church, Presbyterian church, and um, I remember an experience when I was probably only five or six, and I remember I was looking over, standing, looking over the pew, and there was a visiting group, and I think it must have been during the charismatic movement, there was a group of young people, and they were singing the chorus, I keep falling in love with him, I just keep falling in love with Jesus. And I was captivated by the light on their faces. So I wouldn't have known it then, but what I was seeing was the beauty of Jesus on their faces. They had the glory of God on their face, and I'd never seen that before. I'd never seen people worship the Lord like that, and they had a glow on their face. And as young as I was, that planted a seed in my heart. I knew there was something real that they had, and I knew that they were, they were worshiping someone that 
they were passionate about, and I sensed that the person they were worshipping was a passionate person. So another time when I was pretty young, I remember walking with my mother in a park past a group of people that were singing about Jesus, and I felt drawn to the Lord again. Um, A bit older, one evening while sitting with my family for dinner, I suddenly felt a longing for Jesus, and I pictured him seated in our front yard and me at his feet. And another time, when I was 17, I was working at an overnight camp in the Corthus, and I had a day off. So I was in the little town, and I went into this huge hardware store. It's in Dorset. I don't know if you've ever been there. And uh, looking everywhere all around. They have all kinds of things in there. And I found this mug, a ceramic mug, and it had had the words of Song of Solomon on it. Many waters cannot quench love, neither can the floods drown it. And uh, immediately I just felt really drawn to the Lord. And I, I really encountered him that day through that scripture. And uh, I just really felt um, the reality that he is the altogether lovely one. I think if I, if I was to say one phrase about who Jesus is to me, he's the altogether lovely one. So I felt his desire for me, his love, and um, it was around that time that I really gave my heart to the Lord and eventually got baptized. Come away, come away, come away with me, my love was another cry that awakened my heart to Jesus' amazing and beautiful passion. I was at university, going up the stairs of my residence townhouse, and I had the song of Keith Green playing in the background. And just out of nowhere, I just felt um, a deep awareness of the presence of the Holy Spirit just calling me. I felt the desire of the Lord for me, and uh, felt the Lord calling me to abandonment to him. So he continued to call me to intimacy with him. And as I learned to worship the Lord, I would take time to be with him outside. And uh, I would take my Walkman, remember those? And I would dance in different parks and gardens. I would go out somewhere where nobody was around. And um, I would be worshiping to worship music. And, and I would just begin to dance. And uh, one time I was doing that, the song was The Power of Your Love by the Hill Songs. And um, the words, the weaknesses I see in me will be stripped away by the power of your love, just came really real to me. I felt like all my striving and all my problems were not an issue for the Lord, that he would do the heavy lifting, that he was going to transform me by his love. So the words... um, to that song, our Lord, I come to you, let my heart be changed, renewed, flowing from the grace that I found in you. And Lord, I've come to know the weaknesses I see in me will be stripped away by the power of your love. Hold me close, let your love surround me, bring me near, draw me to your side. As I wait, I'll rise up like the eagle, and I will soar with you. Your spirit leads me on in the power of your love. Lord, unveil my eyes. Let me see you face to face, the knowledge of your love as you live in me. Lord, renew my mind as your will unfolds in my life, in living every day by the power of your love. So in this encounter, I learned that Jesus' love is powerful and that he does the hard work for us, that he's gracious, and that's a beautiful quality. 
uh, we were talking about the Lord's kindness. So he was showing me that my struggles will not be overcome by striving, but by receiving his love. And that was important to me because I've dealt with depression in my life, and that's been one of the challenges. And so the Lord has really let me know that it's not something that I'm going to overcome on my own, but through receiving his love and his healing. And the Lord met me another time when I was dancing to a Michael W. Smith song called Grace. And uh, he just let me know that he'd been carrying me. The song talks about how without his grace we're nothing. And then at the middle of the song it totally changes. And it's I'm everything with you because of your grace. Um, so some of the words that really I really met the Lord were, And there have been days when I walked away, too much to carry, nothing left to say. Forgive me, Lord, when I'm weak and lost. You traded heaven for a wooden cross. And all these years you've carried me. You've been my eyes when I could not see. So the Lord revealed, sorry, how he'd really been with me and carried me. And then it was his grace that would carry me. Of course, in scripture, we know that Jesus, it says that Jesus didn't have anything outwardly beautiful about his appearance when he was on the earth. He had no form or majesty that we should look on him and no beauty that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected, but by his wounds we are healed. His beauty is in his self-giving, his grace, his humility, his willingness to give his life for ours, his beautiful willingness to suffer so that we could be cleansed and forgiven. So we love you, Jesus. We love you back. And Jesus' humility is beautiful. Therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, any comfort from his love, if any common sharing in the spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and one in mind. Jesus, who being in the very nature of God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant. But therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name. And we know that now he's beautiful in every way. And at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. Song of Songs talks about Jesus being our beloved and uh, the relationship he has with us and the passion he has for us. He is altogether lovely. This is my beloved. This is my friend. Psalm 45, 2 says, You are fair, and sons of men. So the Bible actually says that um, Jesus is the desire of all the nations. They don't know that yet. The Moravians sent missionaries who talked about wanting to go so that the Lamb might receive the rich reward of his suffering. I love the scripture when Jesus appeared to Paul. He said, I will rescue you from your own people and from the Gentiles. I am sending you to them to open their eyes so that they may turn from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and and an inheritance among those who are sanctified by faith in me. So Jesus sent Paul to the Gentiles, and that's us. Jesus was so firm with Paul, you have to go to the Gentiles, because he loves us. He desires us. 
So the last thing I just want to focus on is how when we worship him, when we behold him, we are transformed into his likeness. And the gospel itself is light. The light of God shines through the face of Jesus. And we pray that the nations would have the revelation that Jesus is the glory of God. So God, who said, let light shine out of darkness, made his light to shine in our hearts, to give us the light of the knowledge of God's glory displayed in the face of Jesus. And Second Corinthians 3.18 says, But we all, with an open face, beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord, are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as the Spirit of the Lord. So just as a seed was planted in my heart as a little girl, Uh, when I saw young men and women worshiping Jesus, we can be transformed by beholding him, by worshiping him, and be used to draw others to him. Sometimes there's parts of our heart that are resisting his love. We're unsure if we can trust him in that area. I believe we're invited to behold him and see his glory, see his beauty, but there's no pressure. He will never force us to be close. We're invited to gaze at his beauty, to taste and see that he is good. And the promise is that we will be changed. I need to increase my capacity to stay connected to the Lord in that way. We want to live our lives connected in an ongoing way. Is this possible in our distracted world? Well, I think it's pretty necessary. I think we need to aim for it. And he will help us. So he promises if we draw near to him, he will draw near to us. And so I just want to pray before there's a song that Dawn's going to put on. And uh, I just invite you to just spend time gazing at the Lord, see what he reveals of himself to you, and just enjoy him. So Lord, I just pray that your spirit of wisdom and revelation would come, and you would touch every heart. In Jesus' name.
He indeed is the altogether lovely one. Thank you, Mary, for sharing that. 